Please take your Bibles and let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I wanted to read a few verses for our text this morning as we endeavor to approach a title of a message that I've entitled Always New, Always New. I want to start in verse 17. Would you please stand with me? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses against them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we be made the righteousness of God in him. May the Lord bless his word. Please be seated. Thank you so much for standing with me. Two of the key points of, of maintaining our walk with Jesus, our nearness to God, is brought out in, in these verses I read. And they are regeneration is one, and reconciliation is the other. Both of them are initiated by God or maintained by God. But both of those have a real influence on our awareness of who God is, who we are, what our purpose in life, our identity is, and also it influences how we act and how we react living in this sinful world as born-again believers. Again, I want to tell you, my title of this message is Always New. Now, we serve a God who never changes. God never changes. He doesn't need to. He doesn't have to. He won't because he's perfect as he is. The thing that I wanted to bring to our attention as we approach this new year is that we have so much to be excited about in the newness that God has given us. It's not that we have to deal with just the mundaneness of life. Now, I know that we're all sinners. I know that me and you both have a lot of baggage in our lives. There are a lot of skeletons in our closet. But I'm going to tell you, through Christ, they don't need to mess our walk with God up, okay? They need to make sure, or we need to make sure we see the newness that God has give us, given us every day in Christ. And how I want to try to approach this, I want to use three points from this text. Number one is, we're talking about always new, and I want to talk about the place of new first. Secondly, the power of new, and the third thing I want to try to say is the purpose of new. Now, we all like new. 
We all do. I mean, we can buy a new vehicle and just sit in the smell, the new car smell, you know. We can, but that wears off. Sometimes we can sit in that, smell that smell, that new car or truck smell, and we might not be able to keep the payments up. But I'm going to tell you, in Christ, in Christ, he has already paid our sin debt. Don't you understand? He said here, and the old, old gospel, by the way, is always new. It's always new. He says that he has given us his righteousness. He has taken away our sins that we might be righteous as he is. Now, that is a new message. That's a message that we need to see every day. You know, repentance will keep us new in our relationship with God. And I'm telling you this too, humility will. God blessed us to enter this year humble. We need him so much. But you take a little child, a little child sees everything is new. And that's what humility does to us. It really does. I, I was blessed, and many of you are or have been, will be soon, uh, holding a little baby, our grandbaby, Palmer Grace, uh, in my arms. is pain. I went to see the parents and her the other day, and, and I haven't held a baby that tiny in so long. And I remember touching, and I told Caroline how soft her skin was. And she was just laying there with me in my, on my chest, sitting up, and, and uh, she would look up or try to, and her little eyes would squinchy. She has been brought into a new world. And she has been brought here by the power of God. See, God is the giver of life. But first of all, as we look at this scripture together, let's look at the place of new in our life. Now, I believe that place is so important, and where you place new in your life is so important. Uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I thought about this. Sometimes I hesitate to say things uh, about my wife. I love her so much, but many times I'll say, Penny, I just love that dress. Is that a new dress? She says, Randy, I had it five years. Or, I wore it two Sundays ago. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that to try to get hubby points. I'm not. I don't have to do that. I mean, I don't. I don't want to do that. But, but, but I, I really mean it. And so what I've come to understand is this. It, see, it's not the dress that makes her new. It's what's inside that dress. You see, what makes you not new in your life is not what you've got on the outside or what you've done or what you can't do or the hurt you've had to go through. What makes you new is your heart because God says in Ezekiel that says, I will give them a new spirit and a new heart. Now, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you are new. If you're in Christ, you're new. Isn't that what the word says? Therefore, uh, in verse 17, if any man or woman be in Christ, now that's where you got to be. You then, by virtue of that, are a new creature. And that, that, my friends, is so important that you see that place in your life that you are a new creature. Why do you think this world looks so upside down to you? Have you noticed that lately? 
Have you noticed that what this culture is saying is exactly upside down to what we believe and what God says? Yes, you have. Why? Because you are a new creature. You're never going to become to the point that you're going to agree with this world system. It's not going to happen. And I got news for you. It's going to get more countercultured. That's why it's important that we know our place. Hey, the strength of Gideon's army, I remind you, was not how many guys they had standing there to fight. You remember God reduced them. What was important was that everyone was in their place. You and I need to be in our place. Now, our place is not, I'm going to get good enough, or I'm going to do, 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 and be, be, be. No, it's, are you in Christ? See, if I tell you this new year to do this, that, and the other, you're not going to do it. I'm not either. Why? Because we're so weak and we're so wicked by nature, we're not. But if I say, as God says, to bring ourselves to Christ and submit to him at that cross, then you will be able to live this life in the newness of life every day. Every day is a new day. Every breath you take is a new breath. I'm going to tell you today, you have a new preacher. You have a new church to serve God in. You have a new challenge to face. Yes, you're going to have new problems, but I'm going to tell you, the nearer you are to Christ, the newer you're going to be, and the newer you are in Christ, the fewer your problems will be. I promise you that. It is a new... Do not try to make a New Year's resolution if you're not going to understand the place of that is being in Christ. Do not ever say, I'm not going to sin anymore. Man, how many times have I said that and fell flat on my face? You need to be in Christ. You know, I plugged my iPad up this week. It showed on the top that it was 61% charged, so I plugged it up. I put the charger in it, just like I always do. Two hours later, I came back, and it was 60%. The reason it was is I didn't have it plugged in the wall. That makes a difference. See, you can be in church, you can be looking at your book of the Bible, you can do your devotional, but the power you're going to get to do that is God. See, in Christ, and the placement of it, we understand that. The place is so important. I mentioned Gideon, but I also think about there's two covenants. That word covenant, you need to remember. It is a New Year's word. Because we're not under the old covenant, we're under the new. And the new covenant is mentioned here in a way and implied in that Jesus Christ. It's not a matter, as the old covenant says, you do and live, but now it's just the opposite. Live and do. Because you are a new creature. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Now i got to tell you, as if you don't already know, that there will be new challenges this year. There will be new fears. There will be new funerals to go to. There will be new temptations and trials. But I'm going to tell you, God will give you new grace. You hear me? God will give you new grace. And if this year is our year to die, then we'll die with God's grace. I'm going to tell you, this is God's year. This is God's time, and we need to rejoice in that. You know, we died, 
in Christ. And, you know, I know this is impossible, but, but if somebody dies and they rise again, they're not going to be, it don't matter how many bills they owed, it don't matter how much of the law they broke, they're going to be, they will not be bound by those same situations when they rise again. Did you know that's what we did in Christ? We have a new creaturehood because of Christ. Romans 6 said he, we died in him and we rose in him. And by virtue of that, we are new creatures. The old person is dead. Ever wonder why you don't have the same hankerings that you used to do? You don't hang around with the same folks that you used to feel comfortable with? Because you're a new creature. That's why. And the place of that covenant is so important that we understand that God put his spirit in us and you're a new creature. Now, in my opinion, the Georgia Bulldogs beat Ohio State last night, even though they were outplayed, because Coach Kirby Smart noticed, I think it was the second quarter, Ohio State was going to punt, and they did a fake punt, and they made it. The deal was, though, Coach Smart was smart enough to notice the placement of the Ohio State punting team, and a split second before the play started, he called timeout. That changed everything. What I'm saying is, that's what we need to be mindful of this year. What is the placement? You are a new creature. And what placed you there? God did. God placed you there. God has given you that, and that place is so important, and that's the power. And Jesus says, or through the word of God, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See, all things are new. I mean, I, I was thinking this morning, I, was, I read a devotional, and I always start the first of the year, and I know you do too, but uh, I, I, I'm important, it's important to me what kind of devotional book I read. I mean, I read the scriptures, but I just like to do a little devotional book. And, and, you know, there's a lot of devotional books out there, but to me, in my opinion, a lot of them have so much fluff, you know? I mean, it's just fluffy stuff you read, you know? But the one I found, and this is what is so amazing, applies to what I'm trying to tell you, is the power of newness. It's not, it's not anything to do with sameness. You see, new is, is a creation. New is not being uh, remade. New is not being, well, you know, I'm going to get better. Uh, it's not even restored. What newness is, it's a complete difference. It's, a, it's altogether different. You, you have been made different than, than the world, than, than the old person you were. But I was reading that book, and one I like, and this will be my third or fourth year reading this little book, and it's one I found at a library sale for Brother T. Rose Scott right here in this church several years ago, and it was published in 1932. But, but it's just so amazing to me, as I start that, it's all new. I mean, it just doesn't get boring. Isn't the Bible like that to you? I mean, is this book, I mean, isn't it something new all the time in it? That's how it is. 
That's how life ought to be. Every day is new. Every relationship, a new wife or a new husband, the newness is in your attitude. The newness is approaching your life from the attitude of God. You are a new creature and you are sustained by that just like God sustains his creation. Okay? Which brings me to my second point. Not only is it the place of new, it's also the power of new. I mentioned my iPad, you know, in Christ. In verse 18, our scripture says, and all things are of God. All things. Now, now that's everything. That's why we should be thankful for all things. That's why we should pray all the time. Because God is an always new God. All things are of God. Um, And what a blessing that is. All things are of God and who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now we got to know that all things are are for God's reconciliation. God has not reconciled everybody to himself. And the reason is Jesus did not die for everybody. The question is, did he die for you? Did he die for me? Because he did. If he did... And if he is who he says he is, then it makes a difference in the power of how we're going to live this life. It makes a whole lot of difference. Because I know, I know that if God saved me, and I believe he did, that he can save you. Because I know what he's had to work with to me. Because what God does in a regenerated life is he takes nothing and he makes something out of it. I could go back to Genesis 1 and spend some time this morning with you, the creation And it's correlated almost precisely to the regeneration of the heart of a man or woman. You remember it was complete chaos and darkness. And then the word of God, the spirit hovered over it. And God said, let there be light. And there was a light. That's what God does. And then he goes through all the steps of creation. And in our ways, that's how it is in our lives as we generate. That's the power God gives us. And what a blessing to know that and bless him in that way. But all things are of God. That, therefore, all things should be new. Look at uh, Revelation 21, verse 5. And it says this. You're turning there with me, I bet. It says this. Revelation 21, 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, now that's God sitting on the throne, behold, take a look at this, he says, I make all things new. That's what God said. Now my friends, that involves everything that has hurt you in your life. All your losses and your disappointments, they are by God's power made new because see your hurts and my hurts are really where we get our power because that's where we get our testimony see the trials we go through and the troubles we face all just make us new 
That's what they're to do. They're to slough off the worldly things and the things we're trying to hold on to. I remind you that, that the three Hebrews in the fiery furnace went through the fire. But when they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke, the scripture says. They were new. So you are new. Don't, don't say that, well, you know, this has happened to me and this is my circumstance. Believe in the newness of the power of God's providence in your life. See, it's all about new. God says, I make all things new, and he does that because he's in charge. And what a blessing it is to see that and understand that. And we're going to have a new body one day. We are. And this earth, this same earth we, we walk on is going to be renewed. Why? Because God says even creation in Romans 8, 21 groans. And so we'll have a new heaven and a new earth. Heaven will not be a place where you just have to sit in church all day or sing in a choir all the time. It'll be a place of business, a place of work, a place of glorified wholeness in all that we do and say. And whatever God has created us in his glorified fashion to be. Man, it's so blessed, I can't even describe it. But we need to think more of heaven because we get more power there. Our focus should be affections on above, not upon things of the earth. So we have power from God. I make all things new, he says. And he said unto me, right, for these words are true and faithful. So we see the place of new. And then we see the power of new. But then I want to talk just a minute before we go about the power, or rather the purpose of new. As we think about our text, we think about this business of reconciliation and, and that witness that God gives us uh, in our lives. And why does God allow us to go through these situations in our lives? But to testify of of the newness that we have in Christ, that he has made us new. And when you see that in someone, it does have an effect on your response to the creator. Because when you understand and when you see and have experienced the grace of God in your life and making you a new creature, and you see that and you display that by the experiences of your life or see that someone, you can say that is a creation of God. That, my friends, is a new creation. And what is so hopeful as we approach this new year is God, just like he did in the natural creation, makes something out of nothing. He can take the worst habit and make it new. He can make it all new. He can take a person that is steeped in sin and just seems to be going straight to hell and God can change them. He can make them have a new desire. And we need to know that because there's hope in that. Nothing is hopeless with God. And we need to thank him for the great blessings that he gives us to, to think about that. When I'm thinking about that, it says in verse 20, Now then are we ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So that is staying new with God. You know, sometimes we can get in a, a sort of a dullness with God. I, I know I felt that sometime. And so we, we need to have a renewing of our mind, so to speak, 
a freshness with God, a stillness before God, a understanding the place of newness in your life, a childlike faith to see even nature is new. Have you ever noticed the trees just look different? When you really have that closest with God and realize you're in Christ, the trees look different. The sky is bluer. I mean, even our workplace is exciting and, and we see people. We can love people more when we see the, the, the purpose of our renewing grace that God has given us. While we can even love our enemies. We can. We can rejoice in that. And, and think, well, that comes from God. You see, I'm saying something that is describing a person that is made different by God. A new creature. A new creation. And that's what you are. And may the Lord help us to see that and rejoice in that. Revelation 5.9 says, When they saw the lamb slain standing, and the multitudes of people in every nation, kindred and, and tongue, the Bible says they sang a new song. I tell you what, I am so thankful that when Kai came to this church, one of the prerequisites of what this church was looking for was a man or woman that could lead old hymns. I'll tell you what, those old hymns are just makes you new all over. Now, I like some of the contemporary ones I do, but I'm going to tell you, to me, they just repeat the same thing over and over. And sometimes I can't even understand the words. But I'm going to tell you, you can understand what amazing grace is. You can understand what, what at Calvary means. You can understand that. Why? It, makes, it brings out that new creaturehood in your heart. That's what it is. It's a newness that comes from God. In Psalms 40, Listen, he's talking here, David, about being in a predicament down in a deep hole. You ever been there? I'm going to tell you, God can make you new. That's what God is doing. That's what God has done it for. He put you there to real, help you realize and me realize that, that only he can do it. And Psalms 40, listen to what David says. I waited patiently for the Lord. You wait for God this year, you hear me? Don't try to get ahead of it. You wait and you wait patient. Now, patience is not easy to deal with. And he inclined it to me and heard my cry. See, God is about to do a new thing. He's done something new in your life. In fact, when you and I think we're down and out and we're just in this hole of life, that's when God is about to new, do something new. Sometimes the greatest blessings we're going to feel will never get as high as when we get so low you got to get to the bottom before you can come up. So that's what the psalmist is saying. And then he says, look at what's happened. He brought, in verse 2, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. But that's not all. Look, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. May the Lord bless us this year to understand that God always knew. This is a new sermon. This is a new day. This is a new congregation. I'm preaching to new creatures. And my friends, it's exciting what God is going to do in your life and mine this year. I believe that with all my heart. 
I believe that God is at work as he's never been before, though he's never not been doing something. But I want to just rejoice with you. And I pray that God could keep our songs singing, that he can keep us tuned to his glory and grace, that he can make all things new. Because when all things are new, then we can see that testimony that reminds us what Jesus has given us, his righteousness. See, it's the close. It's what Jesus has closed it. We are new creatures. He's given us a new heart, his righteousness, and what a blessing we have to face it. Even though we have new fears, we have a new joy, a new strength that only God can give us as we face the newness of our times together. You know, the two ordinances that Jesus gave, the Lord's Supper and baptism by water, both testify of a, of a newness. Uh, you know, remember in, the, in, the, in, the, remember in uh, the Lord's Supper, he says when he took the wine, he says, uh, I'll drink this again with you when you come into my, anew, when I come into my kingdom. Jesus is coming again. And then in baptism, well, well, that's nothing more or less than, than acknowledging that, yes, I did die with Christ, but, but I rose with him again by his power, and, and I'm wanting to walk in a newness of life. Are you, are you willing to put on the gospel shoes and walk in the newness of God every day? Are you willing to be sensitive to what God has done for you all the time? Do not ever take grace for granted. You hear me? Do not. Thank God for the blessings that you have been blessed with. Be the new creature God has given you to be. Because God has given you that for a purpose. And that purpose, as the psalmist says, is to praise Him. And I pray that God would enable us to by His grace. This year, especially, as we bow together. We thank you, most precious Heavenly Father, for new, for making us new, for keeping us new, for knowing that we needed newness. Thank you for redeeming us to make it so, for the atonement, for your shed blood that makes all things new. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing us. Oh, Lord, bathe us in your grace every day this year. May we stay freshly acquainted with the cross your work there. May you give us, Lord, the gospel shoes of peace to walk in obedience to you. Not because we have to, but because you have made us so that we want to. That you have given us that desire, that you've made us different from the world. And we're not ashamed of that any longer, O oh God. Bless us now be you, who you've called us to be and your kingdom for your honor and for your glory, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.